Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Leaf Sky Podcast. Here's your host. Jim Taddy. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Mike Ross, for that fine introduction. Welcome to Leafs Guy. Jim Taddy with you for the next half hour or so. This is episode 20, season three. Our special guest today will be Terry Koshan from the Toronto Sun. Before we dive into that, the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. If it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down an all-major action from baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlay, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can withdraw and deposit your cash whenever you want. Here is the call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. The promo code is THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for complete details. All right, on to the hockey story. So the road trip starts Sunday, February 26th with a nice win in Seattle. It ends Tuesday, March 7th in New Jersey with a nice 4-3 win. So they go 3-2 and two on that trip. The two losses left to mark, that embarrassing loss in Edmonton and the loss Saturday in Vancouver did not look good. Those are not good looks for the Maple Leaf hockey team. The win in Calgary was impressive. The win to start it off, as they say, in Seattle was very impressive. And so you've got sort of a, a mixed opinion of, of how this team tracks. And the other thing is this road trip started long before the trade deadline. The trade deadline's in there. The six players show up, although uh, O'Reilly – and Achari had already been acquired prior to the trip to Seattle. But it just seems like a long time on the road. Those five games, that, that just a lot of things that happened there. Not all of it positive. And so you're asking me, Guy, what would be your concern? My concern is the health of the team. I mean, this team has to be totally healthy. There's another concern I have, and that is, as they kept adding players, 
you look at the roster, and you were kind of happy with it before they started adding the six players, but as each player showed up, you thought, okay, that's good. Now we need something over here. And even after six guys were added, you're still thinking they didn't get the big winger. So I don't know if they're in the right spot here. It feels like they are, but it also feels like there should be some concern. It's an odd feeling is the way I'm going to describe that. Let's check out my conversation with Terry Koshan from the Toronto Sun. Okay, Terry, so five-game road trip covers a lot of time and a lot of miles and a lot of roster additions. I mean, that's kind of bizarre when you look back over what happened over that five-game trip. What do you make of it? Well, you know what, Jim? I think you make of it what, how it ended. And you get a, you get a good snapshot of what the Leafs team is and the way things went last night in Jersey. And, you know, good goaltending, uh, timely scoring, uh, resilience, uh, you know, uh, uh, depth people playing well is playing well uh, to an extent as well. And it works for them. Now, the trip as a whole, you know, obviously you want to have better uh, uh, results in Edmonton and Vancouver. But I think last, last night really, really said uh, something about them. You know, you come across the continent, you, uh, you play four tough games. I know that there's a day of travel and, a practice on Monday before you play the Devils, but uh, you're still a tired group. And I think the way the Leafs played last night, uh, not a great start, but they recovered. Uh, it was a really good road win for them. And, you know, it sets them up nicely for this uh, four-game homestand starting Saturday at home against Edmonton. Yeah, and, it's, you know, against Edmonton is good because the way they played in Edmonton, they won't have any trouble being motivated for it. I just go back over that five games um, and, you know, we, we can talk about the mileage and, and sort of the physical fatigue, but there's got to be a fair bit of emotional fatigue based on, you know, you started the trip with two guys, you added and added four more, you went through a trade deadline, and there's just a yeah. lot of stuff to unpack there, isn't there? Oh, there is. And you know what? The uh, the guys that went out uh, were, were popular with their teammates, both Engvall and Sandine were. And, uh, you know, you talk about emotion, Jim, there definitely was emotion involved there. I mean, they, they're human beings after all, right? So not only not only that, uh, you know, it, it was interesting. We were kind of waiting for the for that shoe to drop. I mean, Kyle Dubas has made some good trades this year, and of course the one with St. Louis, uh, you know, um, and then with Chicago, you know, I know Joey Anderson, but not really not trading regulars, and, and guys aren't really leaving the room. Well, they went through with Sandine uh, to Washington and Engvall to the Islanders, and came out at uh, pretty good the other side, and you know. I, Part of the trip, too, was, as we saw, you know, last night, Sam Lafferty moving up, playing on the second line, which which won't be something going forward once Tavares and O'Reilly are back. Uh, what we saw was, you know, the the, the, the depth, and, and uh, I think the Leafs are, are a deeper club than they were, and that's no disrespect to Sandine and Engvall, but uh, when you add the forwards that they did, Achari as well, and O'Reilly, and then on the blue line, you know, three defensemen in um, – in McCabe, who I really like, and I think that, you know, if you're going to grade the trades, O'Reilly is 1A and McCabe is 1B, and then Shannon Gustafson, we'll see how much they get used in the long run, but all good things for the league. So I guess, Jim, it's a longer way of saying they're a better team now than they were when they left on the trip almost two weeks ago. Totally agree with that. The, the one concern is, you know, if you watch a game without Tavares and O'Reilly and we understand O'Reilly's going to be out for a bit. I mean, that's. I, I just thought they they might acquire some some forward depth, and, and they didn't really after they added O'Reilly and Achari and Lafferty, which is kind of a contradiction to what I'm saying. I think they wanted one more forward. At least I did for them. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah, and I, I think, Jim, I'd go with you one further, and, and not forward depth, but a top six guy, right? Because yeah. like, on the wing, because now, 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 you know, look at the situation the Leafs are in. So, you, you know, fingers crossed you get live. Tomorrow's going to play Saturday from a, from what we're uh, expecting against one other sub back from, from whatever issue they held. I'm still not quite clear on that. And then, uh, you know, Roddy's going to be out for a month. But you hope for the last three or four games, if you're Sheldon Keith, of course, that you have a full lineup. Well, that's good because you can work people in and, and, and figure out where you want them to play. The fact of the matter is, if you decide to go Matthews, Tavares, O'Reilly down the middle, and I'm not worried about the fourth line right now, but those three down the middle, you know, that means you're using uh, one of Kerfoot or Yarncroke in the top six. And that's neither is ideal there. If it's me and, you know, and I'm making that roster decision, it's Cali Yarncroke. I mean, Alex Kerfoot just doesn't have the natural offensive instincts that you need to be to help carry a line in the top six. And, and really, that's what you're going to do. I know that if one way or the other, he'd be playing with Matthews or, or, or Tavares in that case. You know, I think it's going to be bunting Matthews Marner. Um, you would help carry that load. And, and Kerfoot just doesn't have the production numbers that you'd expect from, from a guy who's had more than a more than enough looks in the top six this year. Yarn Crook's a little better. But again, neither one is a natural top six. And, you know, this is the way that, that Kyle Dubas chose to go. He he likes the experience, the savvy in, in Ryan O'Reilly, and you can't argue with it in what he brings. But you do wonder if that scoring winger might have been a little bit uh, uh, more advantageous for them. And again, this is what we're expecting, Jim. It could be that, you know, Keith decides at one point, no, no, I'm going to stick with Tavares, O'Reilly, and Nylander as my second line and go from there. And, that, and then that if you do that, you the bonus from that is you still have strong depth up the middle on the fourth, third and fourth with Achari and Camp. And, you know, if, if, it's, if it's a Kerfoot Camp or Kerfoot Achari, Yarncroke on your third line, then that's pretty good. As much as I say, I don't think Kerfoot and Achari, or, or, or sorry, Kerfoot and uh, – and uh, Yari Cook are, are, are natural top six guys. They're perfect third liners. And that could be a real bonus for the if they decide to go that way. But I'm with you. I, I, you would like to see another forward kid that might have had a greater impact offensively in the top six. But it's hard to argue with that with the four that drives it right now. Okay. And we may get to the same spot for different reasons. Uh, my reasoning yeah. is I'm a little concerned about bunting uh, in a playoff series just because he likes to get under people's skin, and, and, and that's an admirable part of his game. But I think against yeah. Tampa or against Boston, that might be a liability. What do you think? Well, it depends. I mean, put it this way. Um, I'll, I'll say this. I think Bunting can be that player. I don't know how much of an impact it would have on a, a team as, as, as has the kind of resolve that Tampa does, never mind Boston, right? I mean, Tampa, Jim, Tampa's seen everything in the last three years. Everything. Yeah. Bunton will bring nothing new to throw at them. Now, that's not a knock on the player. It's just the fact of the, what the opposition is and who they are. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I like Bunting. So what I do like about Bunting, I, I know what you're getting at, but what I like about Bunting is scores his 20th goal last night. He responds with a good game after Keith challenged him a bit and said there was a, there was a mental block there. And I, I just think he's got a little more natural ability. The one play I really liked last night, Jim, from Bunting was on the game-winning goal. You know, the 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 pass to uh, to Matthews, and there is Bunting lifting his skate to the pass to Matthews Melander, lifting his skate. The puck goes through. Matthews gets it, snaps it home. Three minutes to go, the Leafs win the hockey game. I just that's not a that's not a play that you see a lot of. 
uh, or, or, or the average player is not making that. So I like what he brings in that regard. I think he's a really like he's a good fit with Matthew Samarner. I mean, that's obviously what they did last year. But um, you know, you just wonder how far the agitation will, will go in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know if it will, but I think for Bunting, you know, it's it's that line that he, he skates on every single night, and he has to toe that properly. And uh, he hasn't done it to a great degree, uh, to a perfect degree in the last little while. But, you know, he still is very effective. You know, last time I looked at him earlier this week, he, he was tied with Nazem Kadri for most penalties drawn at five on five. He took 31. So he's, making, he's still making the impact that way. I think he's fine up there. I think the bigger concern, and I do that with air quotes, is Kerfoot or Yarncroke on the second line. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to disagree with you. I just, I just worry that, or I am concerned that he could be a, a liability. But we'll see. It'll play out. No question about yeah. that. So, so the other areas of concern, um, and I really like what they did on the blue line. I mean, to me, Morgan yeah. Riley has a bit of a mobility issue. I think he's a, a really good defenseman, but not what he once was due to injury. And, and they've sort of covered that over with the depth, haven't they? Yeah, they have, and you know that's one of the interesting, uh, that's one of the intriguing aspects that's going to come out of the last 18 games now, is how you end up settling with with uh, Riley on the blue line and who he plays with. You know, if you're if you're married to the idea that uh, you know McCabe and Brody will be your shutdown guy, your shutdown pair, um, then you know, do we see a Lilligren with with, uh, with Riley? Is it Justin Hall? I don't think it'll be that. And how do you work as you mentioned earlier, Shannon Gustin and all this? So. But yeah, they've been able to cover that up a bit, so I suppose the, the fact is, you know, even if that is, even if there is an issue there for him, and you know, I don't know, it's hard to put a finger on. There's still, I, I still think he has the ability to make these improvements in the final five weeks or so to get his game going in the right direction, and you know, a lot of that will 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 come from who he plays with. And Jim, the one thing, you know, unfortunate is the right word. You know, I think he would line up best with, with T.J. Brody to his right. Um, you know, Brody just brings that uh, stability and, and, uh, and knowledge to any pair. Uh, but, you know, if they want to deal with McCabe, they do it with McCabe. But he would benefit from that. But, uh, you know, again, when Riley's at the top of his game, you say the mobility is there, the puck moving is there. You hope in the next five weeks that he can get some of that back. And, uh, you know, I thought, he, I thought he had a better game last night. Um, yeah, in the, in the least victory. So, you know, but uh, I guess with Riley, you wanted to not keep on being okay. Well, that's a start. We said that a few times about him, and then it comes back to it. Keep that going now, and that's going to be a hell of a challenge against the Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl on Saturday night. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it, it's interesting that after all this work on the roster, you know, you, you still look at it and go, uh, I think they can get by Tampa. I don't know about Boston. But you have to let those games play out just because funny things yeah. can happen. But but still, I mean, there's, there was no uh, there's no feeling in this team that, yeah, this is this roster is set and it's going to do some damage in the playoffs. You, you think it can, but you don't know, yeah. right? Well, you don't know because, again, you have to take into consideration who the opponent is. I, I think – as we stand today on March 8th, I think they'll, they'll beat Tampa in the first round. I just do. I think that they're, they're primed for it. Um, there's still a good feeling around the group. I, I just think it's time. And, you know, they do have the depth. They've got the scoring. Now, a lot of that will hinge on, on how Ilya Sansonov plays. I think he should be the starting goalie in the playoffs. I think that today, and I would, 
I would, uh, you know, if things continue as they have been, I'd argue that uh, on the first day of the playoffs as well, because we've been good. But uh, I, I just think it, it's it's time to make that move. And you know what, like you say, Jim, you worry, you know, you worry about the Bruins once you get there. Uh, don't, yeah. And then the Leafs, the Leafs aren't a team that looks ahead that way. You could say, oh well, they played out. Okay, fine, whatever. But once you get to the playoffs. In game two in a grinding game against Tampa, they're not going to be worried about playing the Boston Bruins. And, you know, I, I'm not saying that the Boston's going to get upset. You know, right now they would play either the Islanders or the Penguins, and I think they would uh, trample over either of those teams. But, you know, maybe they get taken to six games. Maybe it's a little more difficult than, than, than what they're expecting. Maybe they maybe the Bruins have an injury or two. Those things would all come into play in the second round, of course. And you worry about the first. I think they can they can they can beat Tampa. There, there will be no surprises, not a one, in playing the Lightning. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I say that, Jimmy, because one of the things that we, you know, I should have touched on in the earlier segment was the Leafs got a, a little more snarl now with, with the people that they've added. And they, they certainly had none with Pierre Engvall. I know he's just one guy and how much of a difference will that make. But, you know, you have an Achari now who's got some of that up front. You have Lafferty. And, you know, Arati might not supply that in the truest sense of the word, but just his, his – uh, the way he goes about the game and plays it would provide some of that naturally. So I think that's going to, that's going to suit them well uh, against Tampa. And, you know, at some point Tampa is going to fall off here and maybe we're seeing a little bit of that with them now. I know they beat Philly last night, but you know, no one's really bragging about being the Philadelphia Flyers. They've gone through a rough patch. And uh, like I say, I, I just think that, you know, worry about Tampa. I think the Leafs will win that series. And then, you know, once you get to the Bruins, you get to the Bruins. Think of it then. Yep, I agree with that. I mean, you know, at some point Tampa's uh, time expires, as it does for all teams. That's just right. Because, just because that's what happens. I mean, it doesn't go on for that story doesn't continue to go on forever. So, and and that's I don't want to soft sell the Leafs getting by just on that. They're going to have to earn every second of that. But, of but I, I I do see that happening. And like I say, and you agree, we'll worry about Boston when Boston shows up. I just think that you know I, I like what what Kyle Dubas did with the six ads. That I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. Total health out of O'Reilly Matthews uh, and Morgan Riley, and, and I'm hoping that Samsonov steps up. I mean, there are, there are some some ledges the team could fall off, though, aren't there? Well, there are, but I think you could say that about every team, right? I mean, well, except for the Bruins. I mean, but I, you know, they're, they're kind of like uh, it's like back in, in the day in university and high school, Jim. You couldn't draft Wayne Gretzky in your hockey pool because you know you'd automatically win the damn thing, so you'd keep him out of it. So let's not talk about the Bruins right now, right? The uh, you know. There are some ledges, I suppose, but um, you can look at every team and say that. Uh, you know, uh, the New Jersey Devils are fast and young, and they do a lot of things well, but will they have the goaltending to hold up? We'll have to see. You know, uh, the Tampa Bay, I mean, like, like, like you already mentioned, is there, is there uh, you know, wall finally coming experience or not? Uh, you know, there are things you can ask about a lot of teams, but um, I, I guess the way I would answer that is, I'd be more concerned about it from a Leafs fan's perspective if I started to see this team, you know, consistently not doing good things, and that's not what happens. They almost always come back with a really good effort after a loss. I mean, that's almost a guarantee. If Samsonov hits a lull in his game, it doesn't last very long. I thought last night he was excellent. You know, so there, there are those things to consider. Uh, the Leafs recover awfully well. Now, in a perfect world, Jim, you look at it and say, well, maybe – We'd like to get more games like that out of their system. Well, yeah, of course you would. But guess what? They're still, uh, you know, fourth overall in the National Hockey League. 
The only team that doesn't have those games in their system every so often is the Boston Bruins. Everyone else does. And yeah. the Leafs in that regard are no different. So possibilities for those sorts of things, but I, don't, I, I just don't see it. You would, we would have seen it now. And here they are, like I said, they come off a really long road trip and they win the last game that was not easy. And uh, that, that says more about their character than any possibility of, of coming off it a bit. So let's go back to the acquired six. I think obviously uh, O'Reilly made a big splash early, and you like what he adds. For me, the, the surprise acquisition in terms of what he's capable of is McCabe. I, I think this is a marvelous acquisition. Yep, he's got term. Uh, he's not going anywhere. You can uh, you can uh, you know use him in, in various spots. And Jim, like as we know, as we uh, learned after the case, although we kind of had a, an idea, excuse me, but at least that interest in McCabe for a while. You know, they talked to him in free agency in 2021 when he was on the market. It didn't work then, but uh, this has been an interest that goes back a few years uh, to when he was, you know, doing good things for the Buffalo Sabres. But, um, yeah, I, I really like it. And, you know, I like the fact they got Lafferty in that trade, too. And, again, you're not, uh, you know, you're not, excuse me, you might be giving up potentially part of the future in that trade, but getting back a solid defenseman. And you're getting back a really good uh, depth player in Lafferty that brings that energy and, and that sort of thing you want on the floor check. But McCabe's a smart guy. He's been around it a bit now. You know, um, not not young, but uh, not old either, if that makes sense. And I, I just like it. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier the, the physical impact. He, he had good underlying numbers on a Chicago team that's, uh, you know, by and large an NHL team uh, uh, masquerading as an NHL team. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good trade for the Leafs. But, again, like the one thing that I like about it, too, is that, you know, he, he's not going anywhere for a while. And uh, he's, he's a guy that you're going to, you know, I don't want to say build around, per se, because I think other players have, have taken that or are, are in that, uh, you know, category for the Leafs. But he's certainly a solid piece now, and I think he's going to be a solid piece for the next few years, too. Terry, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Last minute of play in this podcast. All right. Thank you, Mike Ross, for that time warning. Let's play look at split. Yes, guy, no guy on the way out. Yes, guy, no guy. Injuries are a concern. Oh, an emphatic yes guy. They'd be a concern for anybody. But the Leafs, it appears, have to be totally healthy to battle with Tampa and Boston. That makes total sense. So that's an emphatic yes guy. Yes guy, no guy, nine defensemen. Well, originally wasn't sold on this, but I'm going to go yes guy now. You can't have too many. It's as simple as that. And we'll end on this. Yes guy, no guy. The forward's deep enough. Ooh, I'm going to say no guy. I wanted them to get another winger. I don't know how they would have done it. Maybe eight defensemen and another winger. It didn't work out that way. So I'm going to say no guy. A little concerned that way. Thanks for stopping by and downloading Episode 20, Season 3 of Leafs Guy. I hope you come back next week for Episode 21.